Please join me in prayer. As we know together that there is one presence, one power, one creative source that permeates all of life, permeates the entire universe, and anything that might be beyond. We call that one spirit, we call it God, we call it Allah, Christ Consciousness, Buddha Mind. It goes by many names, but it is one and the same. And that is who and what we are. We are made of that in the image and likeness of that. And so we celebrate our oneness with spirit and our oneness with one another as we all spring from the same source. And we also celebrate beloved community today as we come together to embark on a pilgrimage, a spiritual journey together. So I give thanks for the intrepid souls that join me on this journey. I give thanks for the dedication to spiritual growth that each one brings to this. And I give thanks for just all the love and support of our beloved community. So knowing that this time together, this gathering unfolds perfectly, powerfully, joyfully, lovingly, I simply release my word in faith that it is complete that it is done and we anchor that into being by saying together and so it is. Amen. Good morning. Welcome. If you're new with us here this morning, my name is Reverend Diana Johnson. I'm the pastor and spiritual director here at Mystic Heart Spiritual Center. We are an interfaith community that teaches universal principles and practical spirituality. And so I want to welcome you home to our community and home to the guidance and wisdom of your own mystic heart. So we begin our meditative journey this morning by joining our voices, deepening our intimate connection in spirit.
You're welcome to sing on this, too. By the way, I'm Anton. This is Laura. We're here from Mount Shasta. I invite you to settle in more deeply. 
gently closing the eyes if you're comfortable doing that or resting your gaze downward as we move more deeply into our meditative journey this morning. Taking a slow, deep breath in. And then letting it go, relaxing into your chair. Is there anything that you wish to leave at the door this morning before we continue our journey? Is there any intention that you wish to bring into our time together? Take another slow, deep breath in. Let your shoulders relax as you release. Taking a moment to give thanks, to express gratitude for having another day on the planet. Orienting yourself toward gratitude creating a loving set point for the day. Helping your body, mind, and heart register that you are happy to be alive. That being alive is a gift. Finding the breath coming into the body consciously, creating reverence, deep love and respect for life itself. Remembering that all life is sacred. This is a way of acknowledging what is here in this moment before us and finding deep love for it. Breathing in, and with the next out breath, sending that reverence, love, and respect out to the entire world. Feeling the light within as it expands to encompass all of creation, the human family, all other creatures, plants, as we fine-tune our awareness we begin to notice that every rock and grain of sand is part of this radiant light, is shining with the radiance of spirit, that the soil and the water, the clouds and the heavenly bodies all part of one light, one life. We send love, respect, and reverence to all of creation. Feeling our connection with everything, we acknowledge our personal responsibility as caretakers in sacred service to one another to all life forms, and to the sacred Mother Earth. 
grounded in our oneness, we begin our pilgrimage, our journey of transformation. As with any journey, we remember the importance of packing lightly. Whenever we make a journey, heavy baggage becomes a burden. We don't want to be weighed down with anything unnecessary for the journey. We want to carry only what is essential. This is a metaphor for life. Just as we tend to collect things, we also tend to pick up and carry attitudes, beliefs, expectations, and stories. Stories about you, your life, the people in your life, the way things work. None of these stories need to go with you. There is nothing we can carry that ensures the outcome of our journey. A false sense of security is the only kind there is. This journey of transformation you are making, the pilgrimage that we call life, is a calling. There is a divine impulse within you that causes you to change as you move through this human lifespan. Your body grows and changes from stage to stage. Your mind and emotions develop and your soul or spirit are called to expand as well. This is natural. There is nothing you can do to stop it as long as you're living, breathing in this world. So we take a moment to sit in full acceptance that this is so. We feel the divine impulse moving us forward. During the course of our lives, there are other callings. Something that once worked, no longer does. A relationship, a job, a home, a spiritual path. The journey we make in response is a pilgrimage of the heart. <clears throat> a deep listening for the guidance that will lead us to our next yet to be. <clears throat> or maybe a physical challenge or illness <clears throat> calls us to pay closer attention to how we care for our physical, mental, and emotional bodies. The journey we make in response has the potential 
to completely enrich and transform our lives if, again, listening for guidance, we move in the direction of health and wholeness. No matter what calls us into the journey of transformation, it demands preparation. There is much letting go that needs to happen. Preparing for such a journey means discerning what to carry with us and what to leave behind. This is one of the great gifts of pilgrimage, an invitation to discern what is essential. What are the things you want to carry with you? And what can you lay down for the season ahead? We might consider for our pilgrimage setting down any expectations we might have. All preconceptions, how we think things work or how they should be. We might let go of judgments or other compulsive thought patterns. We might practice fasting from ideas that keep us from truly living or thoughts that don't nourish us in spirit. Fasting is really an invitation to authentic freedom. It is meant to free us from things that might weigh us down or restrict us. Anything from material possessions to personal beliefs, from negative people or toxic surroundings to violent or depressing media, whatever might hinder us in our search for God. Pilgrimage is the kind of journeying that marks this move from mindless to mindful, from soulless the soulful. Pilgrimage is an art form, the skill of consciously creating your own journey. It is enriched by our daily practice of slowing down and lingering, savoring, and enjoying each step of the journey. The time has come to set out on a sacred journey. Each of us is being called this morning into some journey of transformation. Something is stirring in our hearts, calling us forward. There is a journey that we cannot not take. What is calling forth to you? What change? What shift? 
What transformation? What is the sacred story that you are living? And can you make this journey from where you are right now? What might you need to let go to lighten the load? To lighten your heart? What habit, belief, expectation, or judgment would be best left behind? Take a moment of silence to reflect and in a word or two that fully represents for you this mental or physical obstruction, write down, there's paper under your chairs today, write down what you intend to let go of. As the music plays, feel free to walk forward and drop your paper into the bowl. We're going to burn it. We're going to let it go. We're going to watch it burn. And as it does, know that you are completely supported in releasing whatever it is that you're letting go of today. There is nothing that can hold you back now.
everyone had a chance to release. I see pens still going, but okay. 
How do we begin our pilgrimage if we're not sure exactly where it will lead? Most of our journeys in life are well-planned, mapped and charted far in advance of setting out. We know what to expect. The Quakers have a saying, begin your journey and proceed as the way opens. We are encouraged to transcend our doubt and uncertainty and trust that we will be divinely gui guided. Pilgrimage is an expedition of faith. So how do we tune into that divine guidance? How do we discern between the voice of spirit within us and our own human desires and preferences? The fact is, often we cannot. We progress through trial and error. We must remain open and alert for signs along the way and be willing to adjust our course as necessary. Spirit guides us not only from within, but also from without through people, incidents, billboards, radios. We may misread the signs and find that way closes before us. It may feel like it's all been a big waste of our time. We're stuck. But way closing is really just another sign. We're being called in a new direction. Packing lightly, leaving behind preconceptions we have about our journey, leaves us more available to spirit, more open to receiving the divine guidance, and less likely to find that our way has closed before us. In these few moments of shared silence, let us contemplate what we have packed for our pilgrimage. Have we brought expectations, fears, doubts? Or have we brought faith, availability, and curiosity?
Letting the music gently guide our awareness back to this sacred moment, to this holy ground. We give thanks for the wisdom received in our silent communion and for the courage to move forward in faith. We are grateful to know that we have the love and support of our beloved community, prayer practitioners to coach us should we lose our way, and the promise of our deepening spiritual experience. Remember when climbing mountains to stop occasionally, look back at the valleys and celebrate how far you've come, how high you've risen, how you have grown. Each of us has our own individualized pilgrimage. No one else can walk our path for us. But when we share our experience with our fellow travelers, we find common ground support and guidance. As Taze continues, we let Reverend Diana's wisdom encourage us on our journey, inspire us what to bring and what to leave behind, packing lightly. Now with the clarity that comes with release, there is a journey calling you forth, a true calling. It does not emerge from the thinking mind, but from the open, perceptive, and loving heart. You know what is yours to do in this season of your life. You set your intention to make the journey one step at a time. You pack lightly for this journey of the soul. You bring along your willingness, your open-mindedness, open-heartedness, and curiosity anticipation, discernment, and commitment. These are all that is needed. When you commit to your dream, invisible hands will appear to guide you. When you follow your bliss, doors will open where there were no doors before. With each step, pause, listen. Listen as if your life depended on it, because it does. You will find strength courage and persistence you didn't even know you had. So in this sacred moment, we take just a moment to close in prayer this morning, knowing absolutely that there is only one living, loving, infinite presence 
and that this one is expressing itself in every moment as all of creation. And that includes each one of us. Each of us is a perfect and intentional expression of the divine with all of the qualities that that offers. Each one of us has an infinite well of love that we can tap into. Joy, peace, spiritual power, beauty and freedom. And so I know that as we move forward this week, each of us is inspired to take that next step, whatever's being called forth from us here and now. Knowing absolutely that this prayer paves the way for this graceful unfolding in our lives, I release it now, deeply grateful for this time in community, this time in communion. I let it go, and together we say, and so it is. Amen. So as we close our Teze meditation this morning, we offer uh, opportunity for you to share of your financial good with this community and the work that we're doing, if you choose to do so. If you're joining us online today, you can go to mysticheart.org and you'll find a donate button and a mailing address. We thank you in advance for every gift, every gift that comes in, time, talent, treasure, skill, love, dedication, presence. And we just welcome Anton and Laura again to play some music for us during our offering.
And I know that each gift is multiplied and given back many, many, many times into our community. And so it is. So as we close today, this first half, as we call it, um, I'll let you know that there is coffee next door. You're welcome to stay, grab some coffee, and come back for our conscious conversation at 1030. Same theme, but we're going to let you speak some wisdom if you want to, uh, ask some questions. It's kind of a relaxed and open conversation. So I hope you'll come back and join us. beautiful Sunday. If you're leaving us, um, get some coffee, do what you need to do, and I'll see you back at 1030 if you're not. <laughs> Anton Miserak and Laura Berryhill are special guests. <laughs>
We give thanks for this beloved community, for the love and support we receive from one another, and from the spirit that gave birth to all of us. I know that as this gathering unfolds, this conscious conversation unfolds, that divine wisdom fills this place as each one of us is a channel for that divine wisdom to come forth into the world. So with great curiosity, anticipation, and joy, I look forward to this time together, and I give thanks that it is divinely guided. And we affirm this by saying, and so it is. Amen. I'm going to play this. Okay. Yes. <laughs> right. I'm going that way. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome. And if you're new with us today, um, I'm Reverend Diana Johnson. I'm pastor and spiritual director here at Mystic Heart. Uh, we are an interfaith officially now. I got my licensing for interfaith ministry. It's actually so we, a lifetime credential. A lifetime yeah. credential. So uh, we're an interfaith community and we teach universal principles and practical spirituality and I want to welcome you home to our community and welcome home to your own mystic heart because really that's where all your answers are so we're going to open with some lively music feel free to get up dance move if you want sing along words should appear shortly <laughs> as if by magic
Shasta this morning. We just love having you here. So I invite you to whatever way works for you to start to embody the presence of the divine. If you want to stand up, if you want to sit down, whatever it is that helps you to start experiencing the vibration, the presence of the divine moving through your body, the life energy moving through, the love energy filling you up. And please join me in our opening sacred ritual this morning. Feeling the power of creation moving through you. As together we hold a vision of a love-soaked world. Where all humans are embodying and living from peace, joy, abundance, generosity, justice, and freedom. These are the living principles that guide our lives where all humans practice loving kindness and compassion, honoring and caring for one another, and for our beautiful planet that sustains us all. We're creating a world where all needs are met, where all beings have plenty of nourishing food, the safety and comfort of home, medical care, education, healthy relationships and right livelihood, creative contribution, and a deep sense of belonging. A world in which all beings are valued and respected for their inherent goodness and light, where the peace we create within and cultivate within shows up as a world free of hatred or violence. We're creating a world that knows no greed, where there's absolute abundance in just simply having enough, where every being deserves and receives all that is needed for a full, rich, and contented life. In the world of our creation, every person is a caring and conscious vessel through which goodness flows. By the power of our collective intention, we craft a new template, a new way of living on earth. We will not lower our vision, no matter the appearances. Knowing with our whole hearts that such a world is not only possible, but inevitable, we align our actions to support and nurture its graceful unfolding with absolute faith that it is moving into form and experience here and now we give thanks we call it forth we let it be and together we say and so it, so is. it is amen amen <sighs> that's better something's always missing until that's done So look around you this morning. Take a look at the folks that are here with us today. Just acknowledging and honoring. Doesn't it feel good to have the support of spiritual community? It does. Let me set a little context for our conversation today. Our theme this month is pilgrimage. Ooh, 
pilgrimage. It's just a journey of transformation. We know that beginning here and now today, um, whomever we are, wherever we've been, and whatever our lives have held, we always have the chance to begin again in every moment. We, we get do-overs anytime we choose them. So whether we consciously approach each new stage of life as an opportunity to purposefully grow, transform, or whether we remain unconscious and life steps in to force us to change, because this will happen, uh, we will not be the same person 10 years from now that we are today. So whichever way we choose it, or don't choose it, it's happening. That's the good news. Maybe that's the bad news. I don't know. But it's the news. Shift happens. <laughs> right? Shift happens. So during the Teze this morning, we talked about packing lightly for this journey that we call life, this journey of transformation and about leaving behind our expectations and our preconceptions, our beliefs, our opinions, our judgments, our obsessive mental chatter patterns. We entertain the possibility of fasting from ideas that keep us from living more fully, or thoughts that don't nourish us in spirit, just kind of making those less in our lives. And we shared in ritual to let go of whatever seems to be holding us back. We wrote them down. We burned them. We had to open the doors. I didn't realize how much smoke was going to be in this room. <laughs> uh, yeah. So for our conscious conversation this morning, I'd like to look at some of the things we might want to let go of so that we can act lightly for this journey as we consciously step into whatever the next step in your life's journey is calling forth from you. So are you ready for that conversation? Yeah. Bring it. Okay. So letting go, I'm going to start with letting go of things. Because for me, that's the easiest one. Letting go of things. Are there things in your life that you could do without? That you hardly ever use? Or that you never use? And yet you hang on to them? Anybody have? A garage full like I do? <laughs> yeah? Cupboards, yeah. So, why do we have so much trouble getting rid of things? Emotional. We might need it. We might need it someday. Emotional connection. Emotional connection. Because it's our stuff. Because it's our stuff. <laughs> Neurotic connection. Neurotic connection. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Inability to let it go yeah, because the, of the emotional. Okay, the ability to let it go because of the emotional attachment. Too lazy or just don't want to put the energy into cleaning all that stuff. Okay, too lazy. That's an honest answer. I no. got a huge cupboard full of stuff. Every time I open it, I go, no. No. <laughs> I don't have time for that right now. Yeah. So, what's the payoff? Whenever we have a behavior, like clinging, there's a payoff to that behavior, otherwise we wouldn't have it. So what's the payoff to not getting rid of our things? Or there may be many payoffs. 
Huh? Being, being able to be lazy. Being able to be lazy. <laughs> Familiarity. Familiarity. Mm. Yeah, that's comfortable, huh? That's what I was really say. comfortable. Not having to let anything new in because I don't have space. For oh, that. don't have to let anything in new because I don't have room for it. I was just saying comfort. Yeah, comfort. Some things are comforting. Yeah, yeah. So there are a lot of payoffs to us hanging on to our things. Whole garage full of Linus's blanket. Oh man, yeah, we got a garage. I'll tell you. <laughs> All right. Well, let's move from things to something else. What about? Letting go of commitments. You know, commitments. Are there things in your life you could do without, excuse me, that no longer, commitments in your life that no longer bring you joy? <clears throat> Maybe they never did bring you joy. Maybe you feel a sense of obligation in some areas of your life. Anybody got any of that going on? You look at your calendar and how you spend your time and nobody, just me? Oh. Yes. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> All right. I thought maybe it was just me. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I think maybe we're hitting nerves here. <laughs> you think? Good. It's my job. <laughs> yeah. My job. Comfort the afflicted and afflict the comfortable. That's an instruction. <laughs> so why do we continue to fill our days with activities and people that zap our energy? Why do we do that? What's the payoff? I don't do I don't do it. I let go of that a couple years ago. Yay. I feel like on that I'm good. Good wow. for you. That's one thing I'm good. Yeah. Good. Me too. If I'm hanging around you, I'd probably like you. Yeah. Okay. Be there. Yeah. <laughs> Fear of release. Fear of release. Okay. Hurting people's feelings. Hurting people's feelings. Yeah. We don't want to hurt somebody's feelings. The other side of that is that there's ego strokes. Mm -hmm. Ego strokes? Not yeah. want to have to deal with it. Right. De denial. 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 Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sometimes are we just maybe unconscious of how draining <coughs> until we really start to look at each and everything we do. Yeah. Sometimes I'm not even conscious of how draining it is to be with certain people or in certain activities. Hmm. So it takes some stepping back and really looking and being honest, honest with ourselves about that. Okay, we're going to go a little bit more and more challenging here, okay? All right. Letting go of relationships. This one's a little bit trickier. So let's start with something like, do you have a doctor or a dentist or a, some other practitioner in your life that really isn't a good fit for you anymore? That's one way you can let go of a relationship. That's an easy one. You just don't make appointments with them. There anymore. you go. <laughs> but how many people do I hear talk to me and say, you know, I've been working with this doctor for 20 years and it really never, it, you know, I want to go this healthy, wholesome route and they keep handing me pills. Well, why have you been there for 20 years, you know? Yeah, make a choice. Yeah. So, 
So that's one kind of relationship we could let go of. What's inertia. Okay, inertia. I was going to say, what's the payoff? You know, why? Is it we really don't want to just make that phone call? Or what? You know, what is that? I don't have to make changes. I don't have to make changes. If I let go of one doctor, will I ever find another one? Right now, it, the, there's a belief it's hard to, you know, to get into the office, whatever. The old better the devil you know uh, oh, saying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, the better the devil you know. Comes down to nourishing thoughts, what you said about thoughts being nourishing. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and we invest in people with the hope that this will also nourish our lives. Right. And, you know, since we cannot control anyone else, mm -hmm. um, sometimes we over hope it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and think It'll that maybe this investment of emotion is going to push us right. over the top. It'll get better. <laughs> It'll get better. It'll get better. <laughs> right. How many weddings have started that way? <laughs> <laughs> Look at that. Oh, oh, man. Oh. I can not, change him. That's not a good place to start, I'll tell you. <laughs> what about somebody that you get together with out of obligation? Do any of that anymore, or are you done with that? Oh. I'm done with that. Good. Good, good, good. Anybody with those old friends from high school or college that you no longer have anything in common with? That old friend that constantly complains. You get your spiritual scissors out and you cut all the ties. Girl. Get your spiritual scissors out and cut those ties. Yeah. I'll be like, unfriend, unfriend, unfriend. You can do these things lovingly and respectfully. And if you're in that state, when you do it, you know, you're, you're just doing what serves your life best. And if we believe that there's really only one of us here, if it serves me in a higher way, it's going to serve the other person too, whether they know it or not. You can't, it's a, it's a spiritual <coughs> truth. You, you can't do something that's truly highest and best for one of us and not have it be highest and best for everybody concerned in the long run. The other thing, I heard somebody say, you don't want to hurt somebody's feelings. You know that you can't hurt another person's feelings? Can't be done. They have to choose it's to feel hurt, whether they choose it consciously or whether they choose it unconsciously. That's a choice that another person makes, how to take what you're offering. So if you offer in love, and respect and gently and they receive it some other way that isn't your responsibility it's just not so anyway how about more intimate relationships that are not serving you hopefully nobody in this room's got that going on because that's a tough one not currently. <laughs> <laughs> Been there, done that. Yeah. That's a tough one. Well, that's a good example of what you were talking about, though. In other words, um, I, I was divorced twice, and there was 
a bunch of hurt feelings on both sides mm -hmm. and everybody's over that and everybody can look back and see that it was the best thing for everybody right. concerned. Right. Yeah. So why do we hold on relationships? That. My tongue is all tied up today. Why do we hold on to relationships that no longer serve us? Fear. Because you're comfortable. Because you're comfortable. And you think it's doing you good mm -hmm. when you finally realize, well, maybe it's not helping so much. Right. That you actually stagnate where you're at. Yeah, you definitely stagnate where you are. Comfort is such a deep hole. <laughs> deep hole. Habit. Habit. Okay. I'm in the habit of being with this person. Uh, what would my life be like if I wasn't? <laughs> we're, we're afraid to be devoid of hope. A and so even a, a tiny bit of hope is better than no hope at all. Okay. Afraid. Mm -hmm. afraid of yeah. loneliness. Afraid of loneliness. Yeah. Being afraid of having to put yourself out there again. Oh, being afraid Stepping, of having to put you yourself out there. You have to step out outside there. that comfort zone and yeah. your body just does not want to go there. Yeah. So. <laughs> right. Yeah. Anybody ever how, felt mm, oh. afraid? Fear oh. of how it's going to affect your children. Fear mm -hmm. of how it's going to affect your children yeah. and your parents. That's a big one, huh? I was there. Yeah. yeah. Oh, afraid to put up boundaries. Afraid to put up boundaries. For whatever reason. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like we've all been there. <laughs> <laughs> At least once. <laughs> okay, and so I'm going to say that for me, this is next one is even more challenging. And then I'll stop, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> Letting go of beliefs and ideas. What are some of the beliefs that hold us back? If you have some that personally tend to hold you back, or just if you want to look at it as human beings in general, to be less personal, what are some beliefs that hold You're us back? Releasing control. Huh? You're releasing control. Okay. Your, your mind and everything does not want to release control. Okay. You think you're better than. Yeah. So we have I this. Think mis you know better. I guess. Okay. I think we know better. We have this mistaken belief that we are in control <laughs> because we're never in control. <laughs> that, that's an illusion. We don't know what's going to be happening one minute from now in this room. We suspect we might know, but we don't ever know. So we have this illusion of control. Not do it. What else? I think a belief that we're not enough, or not good enough, or not deserving. Okay. Belief that we're not enough, we're not deserving. Yeah, you're not worthy enough. You're not worthy. Thinking you're not good at some, good enough at something, so you don't put yourself out there or try okay. something new because you don't feel like right. you're that great at it. I'm not that good at it, so why put myself out there? How do people get good at things? <laughs> Practice. 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 Anything. It doesn't matter what it is. So where do these beliefs come from? They've been drilled in our heads our whole lives. They've been drilled into our heads our whole lives. From where? Society. Society? From our parents. Parents? Collective unconscious. Collective unconscious. Did I see? Yeah, no? Okay. Schools. Schools. School. Yeah. 
Sunday school. Sunday school? <laughs> oh, yeah. Anybody else still have their parents' voices going yeah. in their head? Parents? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, the media doesn't have anything to do with that, does it? Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Advertising? Advertising? Yeah. Manipulation, Cheryl W. says. <laughs> Manipulation. Of being outnumbered because it makes it can make you feel like oh I must be wrong yes There's so many other people telling me this other story right mm -hmm. so feeling outnumbered they must be right there's so many of them then why are they so unhappy <laughs> then why are they so unhappy <laughs> that's a good question that's a good question there's lots of lemmings too there are a lot of lemmings out there yeah well in the end of my life, it's just going to be me and myself and I, right? Yes. And I don't think all those people with all their opinions are going to be standing there and it's going to be this moment that matters at the end of my life. But if I have a belief that I myself doubt or question, first of all, I ask myself, where did I get it? Where did it come mm -hmm. from? Did it come from in here or out there? If it came from out there, what am I questioning about it? Let me do some research into it. Let me ask myself how I feel and if it isn't truth to me or something I want to be a part of me, then I just throw it in the trash can. And people might not like me, that's fine. People right. didn't like me before I came in here, y'all like me just fine. I guess this is where I was supposed to be. So right. <laughs> I don't think about them at all. They have not crossed my mind at all. You know what I mean? So yeah. that's when you don't need your spiritual scissors. You need like your spiritual pruning shears, you know. Chop it all up, you know. Because it's just you and yourself. That's yeah. it. That's all that matters. If it's not serving me, right. standing in light and love, then it doesn't have any place inside here. Yeah. It's it's just your own BS. Yeah. Belief. Belief system. Last time I said that. That's, we discovered that's what it means, right? That's right. That's what that means. So then what are our payoffs? Why why do we not take the pruning shears like on a daily basis? Fear. And search inward for those places and do our work. Fear. Fear. Well, like he's saying, hope. Hope. You're, you're hanging on to that hope. Okay. Yeah. We're also playing a victim role. And playing a victim. Making time. them wrong, whoever right. they are. Yeah. Pruning cuts things out, excuse me. Um, it's okay. <laughs> Can I do this and then I'll do this? Okay. Go ahead, Heather. And then Mark. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. Some people talk out, some people no, put no, hands out, okay, but I try to, yeah, no, I try to balance it. Okay, go ahead, Mark. Well, the, when you prune, you cut something out, and, uh -huh. and what if you're afraid that there's nothing going to take its place, oh, you know? And so, if you see something growing, I'm thinking of a rose bush or something, or fruit trees, I've done some pruning lately, it's that time of year. And uh, I always cut back to where I, I see that it's going to help this plant or tree right. to grow. Now, it won't be encumbered by this diseased branch, so I'm going to cut that back. I like the idea that I'm making it, I'm helping it to make it be better. Mm -hmm. But if I don't have that sense of assurity that what I'm doing, it, it, it's a fear that I'm making it worse. Or, uh, you know, so... Okay. There has to be that that sense of uh, what what you're doing is constructive and creative. Right. So, 
Is that a hand up? I remember that. Okay, <laughs> yeah, go ahead. I agree with that as well. But um, for me, for a long time, it was just the ignorance that, that it was an option. Uh, I didn't I didn't know that that was an option. Right. Yeah. That there were other ideas out there or better things that fit right. me. I didn't, I had no idea yeah. that I could get rid of that and throw it out and I didn't have to hang on to that just because that's what I was taught growing up. Right. I don't have to yeah. hold on to that. Doesn't yeah. have to be my belief. Mm -hmm. So you can do the same kind of pruning as Mark's talking about. You prune, or April too, prune that thing out of there. And then what do you need to do? Replace so it with something better. What do you truly believe? Right. What beliefs, maybe you don't have something right now to replace it with. What is it that you would like to put your faith in? You know, maybe you don't know that there's a, an opposing view that's true, but I'd sure love to put my faith in the fact that I am absolutely worthy of all of the good things in life. So I might not have that belief right up front, but you can fake it till you make it. You can. If you do that work to replace and replace and replace, it's going to change at some point. So we can have gratitude that we've created space right. for something better to come. Gratitude that we've created the space. We've pruned that stuff out of there, and now there's open space. So I, I just, first of all, nice, nice insight, Mark. And um, pruning is something we do every year, yeah. uh, or every other year. It's, it's a con constant maintenance. Mm -hmm. And um, the first time you ever teach somebody else to prune, they're always a f they either do too much or too little. You know, it's, it's an art form. And there is that belief that you know, boy, this branch really has to come out. But I don't see a lot there. Should I leave it this year? But you know, there is that understanding that if there is a space there. You know, and there's some little branches. Eventually, one of those little branches, with, with the telomes, you know, like we right. have the seeds inside us. You know, maybe we're pruning something. We we're not sure what's going to be there, but but through years of, of doing this as a practice, as a horticultural practice, through years of of spiritually pruning, mm -hmm. you know, we understand that that there are seeds inside us. Maybe we're not aware of them, but they will sprout. Yeah. They will sprout. And you've been coming around for a while, so you've got a lot of those good seeds already <laughs> planted in you. Well, the sun shines on branches and on us and mm -hmm. on everything that's alive. And that sun stimulates that life. Yeah. Oh. I think it's important sometimes to just step back and congratulate yourself. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. okay to be proud of the fact that you proved something. Right. You know. Yeah, be proud that you are conscious enough to be aware that there's work that needs to be done and you're willing to do that work. Not everybody's in that place. And until you know that that's a choice, effectively it isn't a choice. I mean, you have to know that, that you have that freedom, that you have that power. And sometimes God will make the choice for you. And if you don't, there are times that you will get smacked right upside the head with that two by four and be forced into change. I prefer to not wait that long. <laughs> I've had it happen. 
but not anymore. I'm not going there anymore. So if you consider your life a journey of transformation, what are you going to pack for your journey? Pruning shears. Pruning shears. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, <clears throat> I like to think about what kind of journey I'm going to take, but like we end up in some random situation every weekend. So we only take the things that might transfer over to different weather, like mm -hmm. this one pair of shoes is fine for the mud, the snow, the what. Well, we just need these. We don't need one for each weather right. pattern. Mm -hmm. Or this jacket covers this. So you want to just take something that's useful okay. in multiple ways and that doesn't take up too much space. So you could collect things along the way or whatever. And okay. just take the things you know you need and you can probably find some useful things along the way. All right. So what are the spiritual essentials? I'm talking about taking just the essentials. What are the spiritual essentials you need to pack? Uh, let's do Heather, Sandy. Mm -hmm. Okay, Heather. Well, when you said that, my, they're talking about pruning and all that. The first thing that came to my mind was fruits of the Spirit. Fruits of the <laughs> From Spirit. From the Bible, you know? So uh -huh. it's like the first thing that came to my mind. Okay, fruits of the spirit. Sandy. Unconditional love. Unconditional love. Mm -hmm. nice. Openness. Openness. Pretty much the same awareness. Awareness. Mm -hmm. An eager willingness to see what's ahead. Mm -hmm. An eager willingness to see what's ahead. Surrender to what is. Surrender to what is. Yeah. Courageous curiosity. Courageous curiosity. Do we need a little bit of discernment to go on our journey? That's what I was thinking, yeah. Yeah? Anything else? Faith. Faith. I look back and see that everything's already worked out so perfectly. Yeah. So it'll be okay. Everything's already worked out perfectly. It's already working out perfectly. Accepting what is as what is supposed to be. Sometimes that's challenging. Mm -hmm. It wasn't supposed to be like this. Yes, it was. Mm -hmm. <laughs> willingness to do whatever work is required as you go along. Willingness to do whatever work is required as you go along. And do we have time to make those choices? We have to factor time. It yeah. may be, maybe I'm just in a bad mood, so I don't feel like today is the day. But what if... Looking back, you, you, you wish, gosh, I, I wished I'd have done that yesterday. Right. So the notion being, it's a gift, just like the sun is a, mm -hmm. is a gift, time is a gift for us. And we, we, we need to act on that with knowing that we're blessed with yeah. this time. Mm -hmm. You know, there are moments that you're, you know, not in the mood, whatever, to deal with things. But my experience has been that it's better to do them anyway. Because we can make those excuses for the rest of our lives. We can just keep not feeling like it or not being in a good mood. I was thinking of a, a NASA launch window. They've got a very, very small amount of time where they can right. launch and, and actually yeah. get where they're going. But another thing we need to pack is courage. Courage. Yeah, we have a lot of courage in this room. Yeah. Imagine if that guy, Chris, talking about was like, you know what, I'm just not in the mood right. to push this button today. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> just 
don't feel that. <laughs> yeah. You know, so your, your spiritual practices, whatever they are, whatever way you find calm and quiet, come back to your own heart to, to listen for what's true. However you go about that, you need to do that every day. I'm not one to say you need to very often, but if you really want to stay connected and in tune with what's really calling you forth, being in that state of practice and connection on a regular basis is so important. You know, whether it's walking in nature in a very, you know, connected, purposeful way, whether it's sitting in your chair and, and praying to Jesus, it doesn't matter what the form is. All that matters is it's a form that speaks to your heart and allows you to connect with your own divinity. That's, that's what matters. So our journeys don't change us all at once. Have you noticed? <laughs> <laughs> they take time, and it can be hard to be patient sometimes. We may not even notice the changes in ourselves because they can be so gradual. The changes in our souls occur over time. We each have things to learn and do before we're transformed into our, our new identity. Every step of the way, I mean, we become new over and over and over again. We go through many trials, of trials by fire very often, many changes in the landscape, but we can't take on the new person that we're becoming until we let go of the old one. There's no way. Author Christine Walters Paintner had this quote I wanted to share. She says, there's a difference between being a tourist and a pilgrim. A tourist has new experiences, but remains the same person. A pilgrim experiences new places and is changed by them. We can only be freed by what lies ahead if we leave behind our baggage. Mm. So, in wrapping up today, <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and close us out with a prayer, and we're going to allow a little additional time today for music, since we have um, guest musicians. So I begin our closing prayer today with a traditional prayer from Ghana. Journeying God, Pitch your tent with mine, so that I may not become deterred by hardship, strangeness, and doubt. Show me the movement I must make toward a wealth not dependent on possessions, toward a wisdom not based on books. toward a strength not bolstered by might, toward a God not confined to heaven. Help me to find myself as I walk in another's shoes. So 
So right here and now, I know that the living universal presence is with us always. Living life in, through, and as each and every one of us. In, through, and as all of creation. As I accept all that life brings me as goodness unfolding. As I accept that if something is before me, it is for me. My life becomes easier and more graceful. I relax and let go of all that is no longer serving my conscious evolution and growth. I make the obvious choice to just set it down. I'm made new by my intentions and where I place my attention in every moment. May this newness unfold in ways that not only serve me, but serve the whole. I'm so grateful for our time here together this morning. Thank you, Spirit, for the many, many, many blessings of this day and of every day. And so I release this prayer now, trusting that it has already done its work, opening the way for new life to unfold by means of each one of us. And so in deep faith, I just let it be. And so it is. Amen. I welcome Anton and Laura back up for a featured song. I'll let them introduce it. It's a song we wrote. <laughs> Step by step by step. 
every pilgrimage begins with a single step. <laughs> it does, absolutely. I think you wrote that just for this morning. <laughs> I can pretend. <laughs> well, I, I actually wrote it um, after a fire affected our some of our friends up in Oregon. Oh, beautiful. Um, just, and I, I had written a song for the car fire in Reading, and, uh -huh. and this was for everybody that needed to start over again, and that is yeah. a pilgrimage. Yes, it is. So, it is. Yeah. It's a major journey of transformation. So as we close this portion of our gathering today, we offer an opportunity for you to share of your financial abundance with our community should you choose to do that. Um, we appreciate every gift that comes in and we do our very best to grow it and expand it and then share it back out into the community in just multiple ways. So I would invite you to take a look as it comes up on the screen at our affirmation for our offering and holding these words close to your heart if you would say them with me. As I awaken to the God within me and all around me, I see abundance everywhere I look. I consciously step into that flow of abundance by this act of giving. I offer this gift freely in the spirit of love, blessing and sending it forth to heal and prosper. It is evidence of my deep faith it does good work in the world and blesses all of creation. I give from a consciousness of abundance. And so it is. Amen.
stand in that shine. <laughs> you are the shine. <laughs> uh, everybody's shining here. So we get thanks for the shining. We get thanks for the generosity, the love, the support of our beloved community. We get thanks for each gift, knowing that it is spirit in action coming through each and every one of us. So with gratitude for each one here, for your gift and for your love and support, your prayers, all that you give to Mystic Heart, we just say thank you from the bottom of our hearts. And so it is. Amen. One, two, three, four. All together, hand in hand, see the light, we take a stand and we Check out Antoine and Laura's CDs. They're going to set them out on the front porch. On the veranda. Lunchtime.